0: Blessings and self-knowledge, Yaakov's final will and testament. This is for Parshat Vayechi, 57, At the end of Yaakov's life, he gathers all his children together. He gives them each an individual blessing. For example, he states, The scepter will not depart from Yehuda, and Zivulun will dwell by the coast of the seas, and a fruitful branch is Yosef. After the blessings, in Breshit Memtet Chavchet, 49, 28, it states in the Torah, All these are the 12 tribes of the Jewish people of Israel, and this is what their father said to them, and he blessed them. Each man, according to his blessing, did he bless them. So interestingly, it's clear that each tribe was blessed, but if we take a look at the content of the blessings, a number of the messages don't seem particularly encouraging. He tells Ruvain, for example, that he is impetuous like water, pachaz kamayim. And for Shimon and Levi, he says, cursed be their anger, or, arur apam." literally he used the word curse. How do these statements qualify as blessings? So Rashi on our pasuk, Says, doesn't it seem that some of them he did not bless? Ella Kin to rather he gave them feedback or chided them. Ella kach peirusha, rather this is the explanation. Vezoda sherdiberlahem avihem. This is what their father told them. Mishenemar bainyan, referring to everything that was said in this subject. Yachol Shalo berech the Reuben, Shimon, and One might think. That he didn't actually bless Shimon, Rubin, and Levi. Talmud Lomar, that's why it comes to teach us by Varachotam. The uh, Pasuk says, and he blessed them. Kulam Bemashma, it includes all of them. So Rashi seems to address our issue and our question. He notes that some of the content conveyed to each of, the, of Yaakov's sons don't appear to be blessings. Rashi assures us that Yaakov nonetheless blessed all his children. However, more is needed to understand how the messages to Ruvein, Shimon, and Levi constitute blessings. So, Ruvein Yonah in his Drushot on the Torah, in Parshat Vayachi, says the following So, and he said, and for his children it should be a, a machse, like a refuge or a protection, that he blessed his, uh, he commanded his children. And bless them, Kamru, as it says, "Vayichal Yaakov banav." And he concluded, commanding his children, "Yish keber each one according to his blessing. That's from Breishit Mem Tet and Gimel, followed by Chavcheth uh, Thirty Three, and then Pesach Twenty Eight in Chapter Forty Nine. And Rabbi Yehuda continues, and he says, divarav the Ruven Shimon Velevi." But when it comes to the words he says towards Reuben, Shimon, and Levi, we only see the reproachment, the admonishment, the feedback. And now here's a key line. He says, For the feedback, the admonishment, that is the true blessing. After it's been accepted. As it says in Mishle, yin'am, v'alehem tavo birkas tov. So for those that give feedback, either it will be pleasant for them, or give feedback pleasantly, and upon them, apparently that accept it, will be a blessing of good. And there's some different ways to take the Pasuk, but that's the way Rabbeinu Yonah seems to take it here. Then And we find that he admonished Ruvain when it came to his error with regard to following his desires and he correspondingly blesses Yosef who mastered or ruled over his passions. Gam apam. Similarly, he admonishes Shimon and Levi over their uh, their fierce and bold anger. and he correspondingly blesses Yehuda who spoke with Yosef patiently and in soft language at the time of his y- anger, either Yosef's anger or uh, or Yehuda's anger. So Rabbi Yonah explains that Rubin and Shimon and Levi did indeed re- receive blessings, but their blessings were in the form of admonishment and feedback. In his words, admonishment is the true blessing. He bases this on a verse in Mishle 24-25, which places giving feedback alongside the concept of blessing. Self-knowledge is of paramount importance. It helps us accurately interpret and navigate our world. As Socrates puts it, I must first know myself, as the Delphian inscription says, to be curious about that which is not my concern, while I am still in, in ignorance of my own self, would be ridiculous. The Ezra expresses a similar sentiment. A person cannot know God if he does not know his own mind, soul, and body. This is in his commentary on Shemot, Lamed Aleph, Yercheth, 31.18. So in other words, the concept articulated by Socrates and Ibn Ezra is that you have to have self-knowledge in order to, again, accurately interpret the world. A piece of feedback thus can also serve as a blessing. Yaakov reveals to each of his children something about their nature and their future. Finally, the Rashi continues and he says, So, the pasuk ends and has another statement of he blessed them the pasuk could have just said each one according to his blessing that he blessed them so why does the verse come back again and say and he blessed them a second time ulivinyamin so because he gave to Yehuda the strength of a lion, and to Benjamin the fierceness or the, the ability to, to take something like a wolf, and Naphtali he gave the uh, um, quickness, if you will, or, or agility of a gazelle. You might think that he did not include everyone in all the brachot. Tamud the, Lomar, the verse therefore teaches us, Beirach Otam. He blessed them in order to indicate that everyone was included in all the brachot. Rashi further indicates that the blessings were not only about each individual. To a certain degree, the blessings applied to all of them. This is consistent with Rabbeinu Yonah, who also highlights a number of parallels across the blessings. Each of the blessings and feedback relate to human nature. We have something to learn about ourselves and our nation from each of the blessings. This is Yaakov, our forefather's last will and testament to his children and the Jewish people, aimed at the blessing of self-knowledge.